0: He's running for governor now. Congressman Kelly Armstrong joins us here on the home base of the News and Views Radio Network and this family of radio stations. Uh, good to have you with Joel Heikamp, your host, Abby Miller, your producer. Um, Congressman, good to have you on News and Views. Thanks for having me, Joel. What made you decide to make the change running for Congress to now running for governor?
1: Uh, Well, I think like most people, I was uh, encouraging Governor Burgum to run again. We all thought he was going to run again. Then last Monday, he uh, made a decision and I drove home. I was meeting with the president of Jamestown College, so I didn't even know. And so I drove home and sat down with my wife and we talked about how we help North Dakota in D.C., and how we could help North Dakota in the governor's office. And I think it's the greatest job in all of politics. And we've got a lot of stuff moving forward and coming up in the next couple of years. And so we thought we could try and convince the North Dakota people that our talents will be able to help them.
0: So let's make the assumption you win and you find yourself as governor. What are you going to do with the job? Give me some specifics. Well, sure. First thing is you walk
1: in, you know how the schedule works. You have, uh, you're going to walk into your first legislative session. I think my experience in the legislature will, uh, help me appreciate that. But I think really one of the things we're going to have to look at very quickly, particularly if there's some Supreme Court decisions coming out is how we can maximize Uh, North Dakota's ability to push back on the federal regulation uh, uh, coming at us. And I think my five years in D.C. have really shown me the way to push those points. You know, we're going to get mega props bill done. Uh, I think we'll – I mean, we'll have a farm bill. But when you look at the policies, we just had a hearing on the Green Climate Bank yesterday out here. These are egg and energy are the two places where we have to just hit the ground going as hard as we can, because that is where the most pressure points are coming uh, in the, well, I call it the climate zealotry rust for green. So, and it's really huge, huge, huge targets on the back of those two industries.
0: You say that, but yet you're still in a place where you can do something about it. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, Your leader, uh, you know, Speaker Johnson, you know, some of the issues that are faced and, and, People believe that we have this issue in North Dakota. Jesse Johnner just issued a big statement as sheriff of Cass County saying that Cass County has a a problem with uh, illegal immigration. So, you know, Speaker Johnson said that the bill that Republicans in the Senate are working on is dead on arrival. And yet many congressmen are saying that on the Republican side that they haven't seen it. They don't know the details. How do those two things coincide?
1: I think, first of all, we passed H.R. 2 in May. We sent it over to the Senate. And the first mistake was the White House and Senator Schumer never engaging on that. The second was mistake was 22 of my Republican colleagues who failed to vote for a CR that we put forward that I negotiated that had eight, 8% top line cuts to non-defense funding and all of HR2 with five weeks to go so we could have negotiated there. And the third mistake was starting to negotiate this. Finally, the White House engages. Finally, Secretary Schumer, apparently they woke up and found out there was a problem at the border and started to negotiate this right before Christmas, and as we've seen, it's been going and going and going. So we have had our position out there. We've, we've, I personally, at least, have known HR2 was never going to be law. I wish the Democratic, Democrats in the Senate and the White House would find enlightenment. But when you wait 10 months to engage on that and then try and flip the script and act like it's House Republicans' fault. But I want to see the text. I've, I, I mean, my answer to this is I'm not interested in lip service. I'm not interested in anything. I'm interested in one thing giving federal law enforcement operational control of the board. That's, so that's, that's the
0: metric. If you were Speaker of the House, would you have said this bill is dead on arrival?
1: If it allows for 5,000 uh, illegal immigrants every single day until it hits the threshold, yeah, that's a real problem.
0: Yeah, that isn't my question. My question yes. is, my question relates to, you said if it does this, without knowing what it does, would you have said this bill is dead on arrival?
1: Well, you have, you have the reports, and I, he's been clear. If those things are in it, that's where he's at with it. But that's the other problem. Sometimes I think my friends uh, my friends on both sides of the aisle, particularly in the other chamber, get so interested in cutting a deal. They don't care if it's a good deal, and this has taken far too long. They waited far too late. And uh, the reason we did this early and got it over to him in May is because we understand what elections year politics are like. So you can't engage at it at the last minute, drive it into an election year and move forward on it. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to wait and see the text.
0: I wish something had been done sooner too, Congressman. I I wish something had been done, but you know what? I can't fix that. What I can fix uh, if I were a Congressman is whether or not something is done now. And and so that's what I'm struggling with. Uh, You know, we can have a conversation about whether or not they did something. What we can't have a conversation about and agree apparently is whether or not they should do something now, yeah, I, I mean, I think
1: it, I mean the reality is is whatever's been reported on on that bill, I wouldn't support. uh again, we'll see what it says, but I have a hard time believing that everybody's wrong and all in those issues, and I think the rea- the reality is is they're 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 taking too long. it's being done in secret. Nobody is getting anything, and what's being reported is absolutely not sufficient,
0: yeah, I want to get to the other congressional issues before we get to what you're going to do as governor, uh, not the least of which and and I don't think this is going to come at you from left field, but the 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 postal workers they're saying that Congress has failed them they're they're getting thrown with a lot of work and little pay uh these rural carriers have have had it, and this is such a huge part of of rural America, certainly rural North Dakota. They feel that you and Congress haven't met what they need to do as a problem. And I'd like you to speak to that, sir.
1: Yeah. I I mean, so I was the only Republican on the Oversight Committee to sign on to a bill for postal reform in its origination. We passed the postal postal reform bill. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think it's working. Uh, particularly with rural people. we've tried to engage on this we've tried to do it. we've worked on this issue as every single di- I mean it's we were on oversight that's the committee of jurisdiction we, there's a lot more work to do, particularly with the rural ways in which they do their payment and all of that and you're exactly right. they're getting they're they're getting lumped in, they're getting taken advantage of in a very in, in, in a way that is not sustainable because for this I mean medication, Small business, all of those things. It's something we're going to keep working on every single day till we're here and we have to do a better job.
0: But you are are in the majority. I mean, something could happen when you're in the majority. You you can't blame the minority, agreed? No. And and the the
1: postal reform bill was a bipartisan bill coming out of a very nonpartisan or very partisan committee and oversight. And the answer, those programs are still, I mean, when you pass a piece of legislation as big as that, they're still being implemented and they're still being developed. And we're still pushing to make sure all of those things go. But I I think you know how I mean, we just passed it. It's going to be a very heavy lift to pass a new reform bill right now.
0: So let's talk about uh, the governor's position. Uh, We both know that North Dakota has sat on surplus dollars for a long time. We both know that property taxes in North Dakota are a huge problem, a huge problem for North Dakotans. Does something change under an Armstrong administration when it comes to utilizing money that the state has to reducing property taxes in the state of North Dakota?
1: I hope so. Uh, This is, I mean, I actually think the $500 rebate that was done right now is maybe (laughs) The most effective thing we did, taking over social service mills was too, but it's vexed the state legislature for as long as I was there, probably as long as when you were there. It's it's vexed really smart people in the governor's office, and we have to figure out a way to deal with it because it, and some of it's property increases value, all of those different issues and uh, how we do it, and we have to figure out a real meaningful way to do it because everything else that has been tried really hasn't... I mean, there's a lot of tax reduction. I just don't think a lot of the North Dakota citizens feel that way.
0: Well, they don't feel that way because they're about to, in February, pay a bill that many can't afford. Uh, You know, let's, let's be honest. You say, we say things in general, but your side of the aisle, the Republican side, has a super majority in the legislature. If nothing has been done, nothing has been worked out. It falls at at your doorstep, and so I'm going to ask you this: If you are elected, and cities
1: and count in cities and counties, and everybody who does it, and right. we, I mean, we need fire department, we need police department. A lot of those are underfunded as, at the same time. Right. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of good things no, that have happened I, in North Dakota. I, I get Dakota, that, Congressman. Under-
0: I get yeah. that. I'm not. I get that. What I'm saying is the problem lies with the state, a- unless we're going to make the argument that the cities, counties, townships all. I have raised the mills too high. The the problem lies with the state. It's the state's job to fund public education. They can reduce property taxes by, by increasing funding of public education. You're right in saying this problem has been there for a long time. I'm right in saying that your party hasn't dealt with it. You could be the head of your party in the state of North Dakota. Well, you promised the people of North Dakota that you will deal with and do everything you can to reduce their property taxes.
1: 100%. 100% I have a problem with that. And we're going to find new and creative ways to do it because the same old ways haven't worked. And yeah. people have tried really, really smart people who I have a ton of respect for have tried at the city level, at the county level, at the legislative level. And so we're going to figure out how we can figure out something new and exciting and try and actually get a handle on that.
0: Congressman, hang with me. I know you're willing to give us time. And I have appreciated our conversation. And if you win this thing, I will continue to appreciate it as governor, because you're not afraid to take questions like this, even if if we agree or disagree on what could have or should have happened. But stick around. Congressman Kelly Armstrong is with us. He wants to be the governor of the state of North Dakota. Thank you, Congressman, for hanging with us uh, through that break. I want to I want to. I don't know if you call it rapid fire or what, but I want to see what the difference is between you and and other administrations. This might sound difficult or weird or whatever to be asked, but I got to ask it because I got a problem with it. Would you ever make Highway Patrol go with you to WeFest?
1: Uh If they told me I had to, oh. I think when you deal with security, when you deal with security, you listen to your security. Okay, uh, that that would be the answer.
0: That's a reasonable answer. If in fact that you traveled outside the state, would you in fact make uh, Highway Patrol consistently follow you? Other governors haven't. Jack Dalrymple hasn't. I, uh, you know, John Hoven hasn't. Ed Schaefer hasn't. I mean, if the argument is that if they told you, then something has changed with governors in North Dakota.
1: Well. I I can tell you as somebody served in Congress for five years, a lot has changed. I mean, you can see what the swatting going on for members on both sides of the party are. Uh, The the world – I mean, it's unfortunate because I think it's going to drive people out of these positions. But, no, I'll just – I will do – I have a wife and two kids, and uh, I will do the bare minimum I have to for my security detail to be comfortable
0: all right, let, let, me, let me ask you this. Uh, the Republican Party has gone further right. I don't think anybody uh, accused you of that in, in the North Dakota Senate, in your time there. Uh, there are moderates, what I would call legislators, that are dropping out of races because they're sick of it and they admit it. Uh, you and I both know these people. How do you fix that and still get something done? Certainly, Governor Burgum's relationship with the legislature was strained at worst.
1: Um, I think, well, well, first of all, anybody who has the privilege of serving as governor and getting reelected is going to have 100% turnover in the legislature now. No matter matter who it is, because of term limits. And I'd approach it the same way I approached it when I was in the state legislature, and I'll approach it the same way I am out here. I'm going to be honest with people. I'm not going to tell you. To agree. I'll meet with anybody. I'll meet with people I agree with. I'll meet with people I disagree with. And I understand their job and their role as because I serve there. And I think with turnover and that, I think one of the things that Governor Burgum doesn't get enough credit for because it's not a catchy headline, is building out a strategic plan for the agencies. And I think that's really important as we continue to move forward. But we also have to recognize that each and every person who lives in a legislative district elects somebody to serve in the legislature. And it's not my job to do their job. And it's not and I want to be perfectly clear. I want to work with the best partners. And we're going to fight. Uh, I fight with Republicans. I fight with Democrats. And we're going to fight with the legislature. That's happened with every governor. But we're going to be honest about it, and we're going to meet with them.
0: Congressman, who are you going to appoint to be your lieutenant governor if you win?
1: I have not even began having those conversations with anybody other than my wife.
0: Uh, and who's asked you? Uh, nobody has asked. okay. I don't think you lied. Yeah. Me. I don't think you lied. No, me, so. Nobody's.
1: Had, I mean, there's people. There, when you do this position, there's obviously people who advocate for for people and tell you to take their names into consideration. Of course, that has gone on. That's the way politics work. But not one single person has called me and asked me to be their lieutenant, me to make them a lieutenant
0: governor. Did you ask uh, Tom Campbell to not run for governor?
1: I did not. I had a meeting with Tom. I told him that I I explained to him what our campaign was going to look like, what it was going to do that. I would. I I told him flat out, I said, if you decide not to, I respect that. If you decide to, I respect that too.
0: He threw your name out a lot uh, in the interview we had with him. Is he someone – are you going to endorse him in his run for governor?
1: I I am – you know, I spent three years as the state party chairman. For congressman, I'm sorry.
0: Kelly, let me, let me clear that up. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, are you going to endorse him to run uh, as uh, the Republican uh, ballot member from for Congress?
1: I'm going to work on r- r- winning my primary general election for governor, and whoever wins that race, I'm going to have to work with in in the governor's office, and I'm going to worry about the governor's race that we've engaged in, and I'm and I'm going to let those guys all go go put their best foot forward. So right. no, I'm not going to endorse the congressional race.
0: All right, appreciate your time and thanks for answering the questions. Thanks for having me. You bet. Congressman Kelly Armstrong running for governor. That's why I enjoy conversations with him. You know, that's why. Uh, We can agree to disagree, and yet we can still have a conversation. I think today is an example of that.